for honest reflection in youth ministry. Whether you are 19 and are just getting started or have been serving in ministry for 19 years, we hope this weekly dose of honesty and humor helps. Welcome to After Nine, the most honest conversation in youth ministry. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of After Nine. And no, this is not Chad, this is Zach. And actually, Chad's not here this week. Uh, so the short version is this. Uh, our good, dear friend, Chad Higgins, he's doing okay. He's doing a lot better than he was. Uh, he was a little sick under the weather. had some stuff go on. And so we just want you to know that for those that were praying and knew to pray, thank you for praying. And for those that now know to pray, continue to keep our buddy Chad Higgins in your prayers. He'll be back with us in a couple of weeks. Uh, so he's just on a little short run medical leave. And so we've got a special guest co-host today. She's been on the podcast before, um, but now she's here co-hosting and helping us answer a really important youth ministry question. Everybody, welcome with me, Kristen Lascola. How are you doing, Kristen? Hey, doing great. So, so excited to be uh, back chatting with you. This is yeah. so fun. Well, you know, anytime we can have somebody from, from California in the summertime just talk about how great the weather is and like that you're hanging out at the beach every day, it just oh. makes us all feel better, right? Right. Right. I mean, I don't want to brag, but you know, it's it's pretty sunny and wonderful here. Not warm yet. We're not, we're kind of having some May gray that I'm Wondering is going to turn into June gloom, but we're going to have a good a good weekend. It's going to be, I think, in the eighties on Friday. So we're going to go swimming, do some stuff. See, we're but, just, we're just all high on heat up here. It's been like ninety three. <laughs> like we went from like beautiful seventy degrees in Oklahoma to like ninety two, ninety three. I'm just I'm sweating indoors. It's just. But is know. it a dry heat or is it a is it a humid heat? Today it's a humid heat because I'm sweating it out. So. <laughs> So it's it's one of those kind of heats today. And so what, wherever you're listening from, if it's sunny, if it's cool, if it's nice, if it's wonderful, uh, we're really excited you're listening to this episode of After Nine where we ask the most honest questions in youth ministry. And Kristen, our question today is why our listeners need to take a vacation this summer? And I think for a lot of folks, they're like, yeah, I know I need to, but where is the time, right? So Kristen, help us a little bit maybe why, why in the world would you even be thinking about vacation in the summer. I mean, who takes vacations in the summer, right? Right. I mean, that's when we're, we're ramping up, right? I mean, (laughs) you know, the crazy thing actually is there are, um, and I, you know, I've never worked in a church like this, but some youth pastors cancel youth group during the summer and, you know, so they, (laughs) they, they are taking one big, long, long vacation. I'm sure they're working hard doing other stuff, but you know, for a lot of us, that's when, um, we're starting to ramp up and I don't know. Um, I'm sure everyone transitions at different times, but we're having our brand new class right now. Um, our fifth graders are turning into sixth graders. So we're welcoming them up. We do sixth, seventh and eighth in our middle school and we're sent, trying to send off our eighth graders really well. And so with so many uh, endings yeah. and beginnings all at the same time, I find this is the busiest season as early summer, especially because the endings and beginnings happen simultaneously. Yep. And it's just, you have to say goodbye to people really well, and you need to say hello to people really well, and you need to connect the people you've said hello to and you've said goodbye to, and you need to make sure no one's fallen off the the ministry wagon there. But it, it's, it's, um, it's busy. And, and for you, sure. Why not throw a camp or mission trip in there too, right? Like, <laughs> 
do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, Sundays are full enough. Why not complicate them with camp Monday through Saturday? Sure, be great, be great. No, and I think I think you're right. I mean, for those folks that take the summer off and they put the uh, school and high school or middle school ministry and get to really enjoy the summertime, uh, it, it, it's a different um, um, routine, I'm sure, for them. But for I know for many a listener uh, that's a youth minister, youth worker, student pastor, this is the season, right? Like if we talk about you know certain things having seasons on season, you know, in season, out of season, off season. Uh, for many a youth minister, the the months of May through July or June through August is go time. Like if there was a chance to like suit up and put the jersey on, like this is the time. This is often when many youth pastors are getting hired on because churches want things for their young people. And so a lot of folks that maybe in churches were thinking about having a youth person but not really sure, April and May starts rolling around. And like, what if we had a young man or a young lady to take the kids to camp? Wouldn't that be lovely? And so uh, I think for a lot of people, this is this is it, right? And so the right. last thing they're thinking about is vacation, unless they're getting duped by the folks in their congregation into that mission trip that they're taking to the Caribbean or to South America or to Africa counts as quote unquote vacation. I mean, you were right. in a plane when you were flying, <laughs> uh, you know, with with eleven kids. Obviously, that's totally that vacation. was relaxing. Yeah, I feel super. Replenished. <laughs> you I were got- on a beach. You were on a beach. Right, right, right. I was keeping up. Yeah, I was keeping up with nine high schoolers. I'm pretty sure it was not vacation. Uh, but, but I think that's all the reason more why it's so important, right? And I think that's one of the things that we're going to dive into today is beyond just the like, hey, you need a vacation is don't hear vacation just as with boarding pass in hand. I think for a lot of folks, like it doesn't count unless I flew somewhere. It doesn't count unless I loaded up the car and drove somewhere. And so that's one of the things that I really want us to kind of dive into today. Uh, so before we give the categories, Kristen, uh, tell me what was your favorite, favorite vacation to take in the middle of your ministry doings? Oh my gosh, that is so easy. Uh, we went, my husband and I, and this was pre child. Okay, so, sure, um, sure, sure. <laughs> it was, we were free and it was wonderful. We went to, uh, Maui and, you know, I know that's kind of one of those vacations, especially on a youth pastor salary that it's like, okay, well we can't all go to Maui every year. I understand that, but, um, oh my gosh, that one, if, if, you can save up and work up to something like that. That one was unbelievable. I just made a a photo book of our whole vacation for my husband and gave it to him. um, I don't know, whatever, Valentine's Day maybe. But um, that one was just unbelievable. But there are, you know, the little... um, the ones that I really love too are the ones that I can do in a day that are close to home. Yeah, yeah. You know, we live in... SoCal, so we have Legoland right by us, and um, I have passes for me and my daughter. Yeah, we'll do Legoland. Just her and I. I'll take a day off of work, you know, um, and do Legoland or Disneyland or something like that. And those are just those day trips that it's like, hey, just take a Thursday off or something, and you know, just go. Yeah, I love that too. 
Well, and I think that really helps kind of illustrate the thing we want to talk about is we've got five categories of stuff that we wanted to share with folks that help maybe give some framework to the vacation thing. Because I think for a lot of folks, um, they, they don't think about a one-day trip to Legoland as a vacation. They're just like, oh, that's just – uh, you know, a Friday or a Saturday or whatever, or, or, you know, it's the one day trip to the zoo or to the aquarium or just to your favorite restaurant, whatever. Uh, and I think we need, we need some, maybe some framework to help kind of see and make, make plans and kind of structure the ways in which we can vacation this summer. And so the first one I think we want to talk about, Kristen, is that one day, um, maybe for some folks, this is like the digital detox. I know that for me, like, Almost on a weekly basis, I try to figure out whether it's a Sunday afternoon into evening or an all-day Saturday to just like cut the cord, remove the digital leash, and like not even look at my phone for a day. I yes. just for for so many reasons, like to get away from um, being available <laughs> is really important, uh, and I think that is you know the kind of uh, reprieve or vacation um, that if I don't build into my and I know in the summertime it's so hard to do that because students are available and they want to hang out and you want to be available to hang out with them when they ask but there's got to be like some planning for you know whether it's a thursday a sunday saturday whatever on almost a weekly basis to just relieve yourself from being burdened by the technology and so absolutely yeah and you know i did that for the first time ever uh last monday you know, I didn't even look at it for a text. I told my husband before I left the house, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be looking at my phone. So yeah. I'll see you when I see you. And, you know, um, my daughter is in preschool. So, you know, I would glance every now and then to make sure school wasn't trying to get a hold of me for Fair. some crazy <laughs> discipline issue. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah. And it, here's what I found amazing about that digital detox is um, the, the, it was insane the extra time it did give me. Yeah. Like, and you know, you don't think you spend that much time uh, doing the Instagram and the Facebook and, you know, the extra little, you know, texts or group texts that are coming through. But, you know, when all those minutes, when those added up to the end of the day. So what I would do in the moments where I felt like I wanted to grab my phone, where I would have that automatic response of like, okay, who's texted or Hey, has my, how many likes did I get on, you know, or, you know, when I had that impulse to grab the phone, I would spend that time and be specific in prayer. So, Mm. you know, I would figure out what do I really, really need to talk to God about. So instead of, talking to the world about it instead of updating the world, you know, I need to figure out, okay, that impulse, you know, kind of like the fasting idea, you know, replacing that impulse with God time. And that, you know, I mean, I didn't go anywhere. That wasn't like a Legoland day, but it was a refreshing day because it kind of hits that reset button in a lot of ways too. And I mean, to be honest, when, when are any of us any happier after we look through, you know, Instagram or Facebook. I mean, it's not really, you know, it's, it's just an impulse at this point, but what, what is the benefit versus the cost? You know, it's, I don't know that there, um, it just shows us how much time we're actually spending there. Yeah. And I think that word impulse is so important because I think that it becomes this kind of, 
the, you know, the addiction, the compulsion that it's like, you know, I'm, I, I love my little cute little wearable Apple watch or whatever, but like it, 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 it hits me every time, right? Like it's when it dings me and it gets like almost like it gets this like physical kind of like a mm-hmm. uh, reaction or like kind of like, you know, the, the, the jerk of like, oh my gosh, what is, is important? And it rarely is. Like, and that's the thing that I think for so many a youth minister is that they actually sat down with all the things they responded to in a day. Maybe one out of a hundred were even worth responding to within the hour. We just, you know, we make them seem really important or we just like being really available. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's great. That's the relational part of what we do. But I think to free yourself, open yourself up to be a little more, uh, relieved of the, of the impulses is super helpful. It's super helpful. Absolutely. Um, but, but more, but more than the one day, uh, I think we got to talk about the category number two and that's having the short run, no work vacation. Uh, and maybe this is a day where you go to Legoland. Maybe this is, a weekend where you, you know, if you are typically going to do something on the weekend church-wise, you don't. Maybe it's a Sunday off. Uh, maybe it's the Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, youth pastor long weekend mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think this is the, you know, may- maybe you load up in the car and go somewhere or maybe you just have the little staycation at home. Uh, but this is a no-work vacation. This is not the I'm going to go uh, away for a while and work on stuff. This is I drop every everything you know emails can wait the sermons already written the teachings already taken care of the curriculum's already printed and i am just going to enjoy my family my significant other my friends whatever hike camp legoland pancake house whatever <laughs> this <laughs> there's is, no end to the possibility that's right this this, <laughs> this is this is the buffet of fun with no regrets and so <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think is this is something for you, Kristen, that you do uh, often. Is this like uh, what, what's kind of is this a rotation for you in your life uh, to have this kind of short run like vacation? Yeah, you know, I think um, one thing our our campus pastor, uh, you know, I I come from a church that's multi sided, and you know, the the pastor who's over my site, he you know really encourages us, um, and this is such a funny concept, but encourages us to like get our our class our program on the weekend covered like you know once every i don't know however often you decide but and actually go to church yeah um you know what's so funny because i never go to church yeah you know okay i listen to the sermon because i'm part of a bible study based off of our weekend sermon so i get the cd i listen to it while i drive um sometimes i'll go the saturday night service but when i um can get my program taken care of put it in the trusty hands of my interns and volunteers and then i actually attend church you know um here's the thing i'll i'll give you a secret i don't attend my campus i like to attend another campus where nobody me because I want to go and just be, you know, I don't want a parent coming up and asking me about a camp scholarship or, um, you know, an event coming up, you know, no offense, love my parents, but sometimes I want to unplug from my role. (laughs) And so where do I go to church? You know, because I don't want to be like the, Hey everybody. Hey, how you doing? Like, I just want to fly under the radar. So I want to go, I want to worship. I want to be just me. And you know, even weirder, I like to go to church alone a lot of times too like sans spouse sans kid okay yes i'll drop my daughter off you know at the sunday school or whatever but um you know if my husband is working or something i just love just nobody talking to me and being able to just focus (laughs) on god and the worship and be get a cup of coffee and just listen to the sermon and just be and um you know 
and I'm an extrovert, which is crazy. So I have these introverted moments where I'm like, just, I want to like go like undercover and like just be me for a bit. So, um, you know, I try to work that into my rhythm, you know, just going to church alone, getting some of that quiet time. Um, cause you know, for youth pastors, church, um, can be a source of joy, but it's, it's, our office in a lot of ways. It's like, can we ever just be like, there's always a sense and not in a fake way, but there is a sense that you always have to be on, you know, to a certain extent. And, um, and you're always giving away something you're giving away yourself. You're giving away your time. You're giving away your energy. And so just to reserve that for a weekend and, and just give to God and not have to give to students, parents, leader, you know, whoever, um, you know, and I feel, I find that recharges me to kind of, I'm ready to be on the next week of like, yes, can't wait to have these conversations and talk and, you know, get back in there and get that energy. Well, but I think you said it right though, in that, like, so that you, so, when, dear youth pastor, when was the last time you went to church? Like we don't go, we don't go to church. We go no. work and it happens to be at so church, but we don't, we have, I haven't, I haven't went, I haven't gone to church in years. Right. And it's, <laughs> I think, um, and for a lot of our friends that are, are extroverted listeners that are youth ministry folk and we love being around people, uh, it's not surprising. And you called it an introverted moment. I, I would still call it a moment of extroversion. You wanted to go be alone in a crowd. <laughs> Yeah, you don't okay. want to go be alone because like, I get it. Because like for me, like when I'm feeling like super drained, and I need to recharge. I will go to like one of my least favorite places, but it's like super energizing, and that's like a Barnes and Noble like coffee shop at the bookstore, right? right? Because there's just so many layers. Because you go to like like a traditional like coffee shop, like even like the Starbucksy kind of places, and everybody's kind of headphones on, heads down or whatever. But if you go to like if you can find them out in the wild, like the big bookstore chain coffee shops, there's just people buzzing or arguing. Or like there's one that I go to that like a bunch of old guys play chess and checkers at the coffee. I don't know for them that's where they hang out. And so like for me that's like a recharge place because there's noise and there's happening, but I'm sure. not responsible for it. And so I get yes. to be around oh, all of it. But that. if there's a fight that breaks out at the checkers table, let it go. <laughs> no, you need to call their parents. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I think I think there's that element of like you know we we do need to be in an environment that recharges us that we're not responsible for. And I think that's a really important reason to go on these like short run, no work vacations to incorporate because we're faith-based people, a, a life of worship into that. Like I think it's a joy upon joy. If you're going to have a weekend vacation to go be or go to church somewhere on a Sunday, if you get a chance, totally. but more than the short runs every once in a while, quarterly, twice a yearly esque. I think we do need some long-term vacation where we actually don't just turn off the computer, but we literally unplug the computer. And so for category number three, these long-term vacations that maybe we have to plan ahead. So I think that's one of the things that I would distinguish this category a little differently is that more than just, I'm not doing work this weekend, it's I'm setting up everything to be done. So when I'm gone, I'm not worried about it. And so right. maybe you're gone for uh, a couple weeks, a month, and so you're lining up people to teach or to lead or to take care of your stuff while you're gone. And I think this is a really important thing, um, not only for the life of you, the minister, but also the life of ministry. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think we've talked a little bit before, Kristen, about like, you know, 
you're not going to be at a place forever. And I think it's really critical that you let that, that, that ministry, um, try out surviving without you. And I think that's healthy for, again, you, the minister, to see that the ministry doesn't need you and the ministry to see that it can be a ministry without you, oh, special person leading it around. And so uh, I guess maybe if you have some insight on what would you say for like a long-term plan ahead vacation, some some pro tips or some insights. Yeah, I, I think right off the bat, like you bring up such a good point of um, the ministry's bigger than you, you know. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it should be, or else, you know, like um, I think the best compliment a youth pastor could ever get is that when they leave, uh, things go off without a hitch. Yeah. It's a well-oiled machine. Everyone knows what they're doing. Yeah. Everyone has a place. I think the best compliment you could get is in your absence things are incredible. I think that's only a testament to your leadership, you know, and I've come also, um, you know, when I started my youth group, um, I came into it after the guy who left and there was 11 kids. So my, my staff and my helpers, my interns or lack thereof, that was a lot different. I had to do everything on my own. Mm. And so, Um, you know, just speaking to those of you who feel like, Hey, I don't have anyone to help. Like if I leave, then I just cancel group, I guess, you know, Hey, go and sit with your parents this week or for the next couple of weeks, (laughs) you know, I just encourage you in that season of, um, you know, really look around for who are those people and, and really even specifically pray, you know, to God, for God to send like, Hey, who can be, who can run this race alongside me? Who are some leaders I can develop? Cause they are out there. I promise you, promise you, promise you they are. Um, and I know it's frustrating, takes time, but you know, um, I have such a great team around me now and, um, getting those, those opportunities to, you know, it does take planning. We all know like going out of town is like on the front end is horrible because you have to like make sure everybody is, we'll make you you question the whole project entirely. (laughs) Why did this is more work than work? Not worth it. (laughs) Not worth the vacation, you know, but once you can line those ducks up in a row and I like to save those documents. So I have a document on my computer that says, when I'm gone, and <laughs> nice. I'm not, maybe that means dead. Maybe that did not mean. What all is in that folder? That sounds yeah. When when I go, have this read. Yeah, yeah. Pass, you know, password to okay, get into. Okay. Um, Third but it's drawer one, on the left. Yeah, I got it. Secure. So, and I modify that each season because you know the needs are different. You know, even. Uh, in a six month time, things change. But every time I'm getting ready to go somewhere um, out of town for at least a week, or, you know, maybe more, I, I update that file. And, you know, I sit down, I have three great interns right now and about 16 volunteers. And so it's a team of 20 of us total. And, figuring out who plays each role and setting them up for success. But if I've done my job well and prepared them and made sure I should be able to go on vacation, no problem. And, you know, I, to be honest, even when I do leave, like uh, we went to Texas um, back in March for a week. Uh, We have family out there and, you know, I hate to say it. I didn't even really check in with my intern. (laughs) I just, like you know what to do and you have my number so if something 
uh, go if something lights on fire, um, call the fire department. Yeah. Don't call. I can't, but, I can't help you there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, if there's a big catastrophe or something, hey, no surprises. I want to know what happened. But sure. other than that, you know, I should look at that and say, hey, I've done my job yeah. so that I can I can enjoy that time off, you know. Um, and, you know, that myth of thinking like, well, nobody can do it as good as me. And, and if you can't trust the team around you to be able to do that, yeah. um, you know, being able to look at like, all right, do we have the right people on the bus? Yeah. And um, have I done my job in bringing up leaders? Yep. Because, you know, um, I used to work at a ministry. There was like 300 students. It was a paid staff of like a million. When I would take a night off, it was like, what? Oh, Kristen was gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because not because we were so big, but just because everybody knew how to fill in gaps yeah. and, and, and it was no big deal. Well, I, I- and I think we'll get surprised sometimes too how good some of our people are when there was a space that needed them to be more than they currently are, right? And I think that's the reason uh, for us as kind of uh, you know if whatever level of oversight or leadership you have for student ministry, middle school, high school, college ministry, whatever. Like until you're gone, you don't know what some of your people can do because they've never had to do more than what they were already doing, right? And. So I think it's important to have, you know, not only the like what to do when I'm gone folder, but the what to do when I'm gone like feedback form of like, so like, you know, sure. that one of those interns may be like, man, they were great. And you need to be like, okay, good to know. Or the, you know, that, that volunteer may have like decided to like step in and teach and they were amazing. And that helps you know right. for the future that I, I should ask more of these people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, also that when you're gone, it's like, like you fully give those reins over, right. which is right. super healthy because, you know, if you're around, it's like, okay, like you're in charge of the relay race. Right, and then right, I'm right. But did you get this? But did you get that? But right, did you, right. you know, and it's like, but you know, in your absence, people really can own things yeah. and live up to some potential without you being around. And that's healthy for sure. And, and their leadership development process, so that's good. And I, and I think, again, you got to make space for the leaders to step into it. And that's why for number four, and this is one of the ones that I think, uh, you know, we can plan and we can have long-term plans and we can plan ahead, but there may be a season in your life. And I know that for, for myself, a couple years ago, uh, you get sick. Uh, a couple years ago, you have family emergencies. And so sometimes, Kristen, for category four, we have a forced vacation. <laughs> Oh, where, those are fun. <laughs> where we didn't know that we were going to have uh, heart troubles or, you know, yeah. that you were going to lose uh, a loved one that was close to you. Uh, and so some of these are, you know, planned or unplanned. I mean, you know, maybe it's preparing for having a kiddo in the family. Maybe mm-hmm. it's, you know, you've got a parent that you're taking in because they're very ill. Um, but there is some, I think, some like either medically or family kind of emergency or a special kind of kind of vacation that like kind of alters your life. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things. Things, um, that by having some of these, you know, planned medium to long term vacations actually help in some ways prepares us for the emergencies, and that's one of the things that uh, you know we don't know until it happens. But this is the way in which we find out that interns can cover our butts, or that volunteers are fully grown and capable adults that can make sure that kids are safe and reading scripture and make it you know back to the main worship area on time. And so. <laughs> And that's, and that's one of those, like, I mean, you know, that's hopefully you're not having to have one of 
of those things happen for you to learn that. But if you're a youth pastor today who's in their first year, been doing this for a long time, know that you don't always get to pick when you get sick. And so mm-hmm. you need to have enough structure in place that the things don't happen or not happen because you're around. And I guarantee mm-hmm. if they only happen because you're around, you may get sicker than sooner than you realize. <laughs> Yes. Which brings it all full loop for whatever. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there is there is evidence and and research that does say people that take their vacations, you know, they end up uh living healthier lives, you know, and, and they aren't any less productive, yep. you know? Yeah. So yeah, I had a couple seasons in my life where I had to take those longer unplanned sabbaticals. Well, one was kind of planned because it was I I got three months maternity leave, yeah, so that's absolutely was pretty awesome, you know. But that's a long time to be out of your ministry. Yeah. Um, and the other one was super unplanned. It was you know a bunch of family stuff went haywire, and so they um, very graciously gave me a sabbatical. But yeah. yeah, I had heart surgery back in the fall. I had to take you know a month off for that, and you know those are the seasons when you just have to really, really just take care of yourself. Yeah. And take care of your family. And, you know, you think about the ministry, of course, and you want it to be doing well and be healthy while you're gone. But, you know, um, I I heard someone say once, and I think it's true if you understand what it means, that you are the most important person in your ministry. Mm. And not because it's like, well, you know, because I'm a superstar, like not (laughs) important in that way. Like, yeah, I'm a youth ministry rock star. You know, everyone should do what I want them to do. But your state of health, um, whether it's spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, I mean, you name it, when you are healthy in all those categories, you are the best asset you can be for your ministry. When you start to slip in areas of health, it bleeds out into your ministry. And so you being the most important person in your ministry is not a narcissistic viewpoint necessarily. It's just a viewpoint of you need to learn self-care and being able to incorporate those into the rhythm of your life. Because like you said, yeah, there's those those times where there's nothing you can do about it. You just have to take some time off, but know that you or you are more important than your ministry because anybody could take, not anybody. There's a lot of people who could do your job. Like I, we know we don't like to think that we think like, no, like I'm irreplaceable. We're not, you know, like here, but who you are is irreplaceable and who you are to your family is irreplaceable and your spouse and your kids. And those, and you know, you, um, your identity is bigger than that, you know? So I think that's kind of a good dose of reality because we can get so wrapped up in like, this is my life and I eat, sleep, breathe, you know, ministry. And and without me, you know, this whole machine crashes and burns and we can make it more than, we never want to make it less than it is, but I think sometimes we can make it more than it is. Um, And remember, it's like God is, he has it. It's his. Yeah, that's right. That's like right. You, he's <laughs> like, you watch his ministry and he's entrusted a lot to you, 100% giving you some really big keys. But um, 
his his desire is never to sacrifice yourself right right your health or your well-being um you know just in the name of working harder i don't think it's really his his plan for us well i think i I like that you talked about self-care being a learned thing because it's something that that can be taught but i think we have to to learn it for ourselves and i think one of the ways of saying um, that no one's more important than your ministry than you, uh, a, a different way is that no one else is going to look out for you as a minister better than you, right? Because like, I mean, no, no parent is probably going to be like, Hey, you mm-hmm. should do less for our youth ministry. And, and no, no senior pastor person is probably going to come up and be like, you're doing too much. Uh, unless you just have that really intuitive, like coaching minded kind of pastoral leader person. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you're going to have to find ways to set up the right boundaries and limitations, um, so that you can continue to minister for, for longer than for shorter. And a lot of that begins in self care. Mm-hmm. Which is why, number five, if you ever get to this point, this is why for so many people, uh, I think this is the long game ministry. Like I think this is in many ways a, a high watermark for if you've been ministering for a long time. To take a planned sabbatical in which you take a little bit of work with you. Now, this may not be the full, I had a year off and it was totally funded. Uh, it may be just for <laughs> a few weeks or a, a month or maybe a season or semester if you're lucky. Uh, but I think some time off, like encouraged by your church, your place of, uh, of leadership and work, that you get some time to work on what's going on instead of always working in it. And I, I think this Love is uh, such a gift if you can ever grab it. And so I, I think to, um, you know, maybe this is not a policy at people's churches. I know that some people like, like, like sabbatical is unheard of. Like we just work until we're done. Uh, but for other folks, like this is like built into the culture that if you've been there for longer than three, five or seven years, like you're like supposed to take one and they like work it out for you. But begin now, no matter how long or how far you've been in your ministry, maybe figuring out some time that you can like pull away and begin to work on yourself as a minister and work on your ministry apart from being in it. Because I think that is uh, the thing that, that all of these are really speaking to that I would just want to wrap us up with today, Kristen, is that we do our best work from a place of rest and from a place mm-hmm. of replenishment. And that's where I think I kick it back to you to share this a little bit because you shared this in our pre-talk a little bit about the importance of being replenished in ministry. Um, that The reason you're doing all this is not because you're supposed to or you ought to or you're obligated to, but in many ways it's so you can be the best minister that you can be. That, that happens from a place of rest. So maybe if you want to talk a little bit about the idea of replenishment. Yeah, uh, I really like what you said about, you know, being able to do ministry um, when you're not like you're continuing the ministry, but you're not entrenched in the day to day. And our executive pastor always reminds us to ask ourselves this question. Are you taking care of the urgent Mm. or the important? Because the urgent will always take precedence over the important, but like what you're saying, when you take that focused intentional time away, now I can reverse that and I can look at the important instead of the urgent. Um, and you know, that's only going to come through intentionality. So what is your plan for replenishment? Because if you don't have a plan for it, it really won't happen because it'll just get drowned out by the urgent. By the urgent, yes. Yeah. Always urgent, something. The urgent always finds a way to get done. And I think that's the secret yes. to it is if it really is urgent, it'll figure out how to get done. The important Absolutely. stands sometimes on the sidelines and has to be asked to be completed. And I think that's that's so key. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and, you know, when we take that, whether it's the, how we had talked earlier, that daily, that weekly, the quarterly, the annual replenishment. And I think replenishment looks so different for everybody else, for everybody. You know, our church does um, a really cool thing where they give us a day of Sabbath and it's like a quarterly thing. And they say, this is a work day. It'll be like on a Wednesday and they'll say, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but you can't work. This is not just a day at home where you're just like, you know, watching TV or, you know, work. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, oh, you know, I need to mow the lawn. Like maybe I'll catch up on that. So, you know, they say you can't be work, but you find out what that is for you and what is going to replenish you. So they kind of challenge us to answer that question. You know, last time, um, you know, I went to a resort and got a facial and used their pool. And um, then I went down to the beach and had a gigantic carne asada burrito. And okay. it was just like <laughs> incredible. And, but in that end, and I don't mean it's just like a day of luxury, but you know, I spent that time quiet alone with God. I, you know, had brought my Bible. I listened to some worship down at the beach and it was just, you know, kind of remembering who I was a little bit. Yeah. Um, so answering that question for yourself, and I don't do that every single time. I always do something a little different. I bring my journal and, you know, start to pray and write down some things that I think God wants to tell me. But, um, you know, you have to answer that question for yourself. What replenishes you? Yeah. Um, some people, they want to go to the driving range alone and hit some balls. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Some of the guys love to go surfing and do that kind of thing on their own recreationally. Um but just nobody needing you and then um, work that into the rhythm of your life so that then here's the the genius of it all is that when you build that strategy, you can actually be at rest all the time because you work it into your life's rhythm. It's not this like, all right, this year we're taking all the kids to Disneyland. It's like, that sounds horrible, by the way, that's not restful <laughs> at all, but you know, like, what a, yeah, uh, what a debunk that for us. that don't live in California. Yeah, Disneyland is, is fun times, but not easy times. It's a good time. Yeah, just, yeah. just go a day. Don't, I mean, it's crazy crowded, but <laughs> it's like, what is that for you? And you work that into the rhythm of your life. It's, you know, it's just taking those moments and answering that. When do I feel replenished? Um, and answering those big questions, because like you said, at the end of the day, if we're going to be the best us, if we really, truly put our money where our mouth is and say, I care about this ministry, yeah. then we can't really afford to burn ourselves out by saying, oh, I just work too hard, right, you know, right, like right, right. overrated, like you can't be uh I think we like to brag a little bit about how much we work or how busy we are. Oh, I just have so much on our plate. Like it's this, you know, sign of importance or something, but it's like, okay, well, you know, that's the fast track to burnout. It is. It is. And and you'll find, I think too, that when you're tired, work takes longer and it's less good. And like, that's one of the things that like when you're replenished, when you're rested and renewed, you probably find that you can get some of the things done faster, better, and, and, and even like, more efficient and effectively. And I think that's one of the things that this is where we're, we're telling you to take a vacation this summer, not just because it's the fun thing to do, but it's the right thing to do for both your ministry and you, the minister. So Chris, this has been fun. Uh, thank you so much for jumping in today. Any last thoughts before we say goodbye to everybody for this week's episode? Um, just a reminder, uh, don't visit Disneyland anytime this summer. I just, I know I said, 
said that in, an, in a little bit of a word, but I just really would hate for you to come all the way out here thinking you're in for a good time because you're not. Wait till the fall or come back in January. Perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'm shattering your family vacation dreams right now, but don't do it. <laughs> Disneyland in January, not June, from the locals. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, Kristen, thanks for joining and filling in today. It has been a real treat. And so for all of you listening, what are you doing still here? You should be planning your vacation. All right. We'll see you back next week. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry or visit www.after9ministry.com to subscribe and learn more. I'm going to show you things you've never seen before.